Arizona Sports, the local sports leader, Bickley and Murata. Social Studies, brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Football Friday rolls on with a little social studies. With Sarah Cazella take us through. She's waving her arms wildly in her booth. Look it's a lasso situation. <laughs> oh, it's, is that what? Yeah, I don't know why. Why am I riding a fake horse? What yeah, am I doing? Yeah. Where am I going? Where are you going? That's all right. We're all excited. Yeah. Nine o'clock on Friday is... is a good time of the week. The best time of the week, I think. All right. Welcome into Social Studies, everyone. A Victory Friday edition of Social Studies here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. We're on Twitter at Bickley underscore Murata. Oh, a lot of fun Twitter activity with the Marco Wilson video uh, being put in slow motion. That has been absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Uh, and then, of course, just just lots of memeable things from last night. Uh, let's start with an open-ended question, as we always do after a game. We want to know, what was your biggest takeaway from the Cardinals' win over New Orleans? Uh, just... It's so basic, but you know, for it being close to a a must win, and and Cliff had some fun with that after the game. How close was this to a must win, Coach? I mean, for y'all was Wolf said I was getting fired. Happy seventieth, by the way, Wolf. Did Wolf say he's getting fired? Yeah, I don't. I, I don't highly doubt that. Highly doubt that, that, doubt that was yeah, Wolf. That doesn't sound like that was just a yeah. Just might have attempt to get the shot in. Maybe on it was Wolf. one of you two guys doing your Wolf impression. Oh, that <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Could be it, yeah. The exact same dead ringer. I don't know if Cliff's tuning in from six to ten. No, <laughs> you don't think he listens to Big Glamour on the mornings? I, I don't. Come on, I highly doubt it. Um, but that just that you know there was there was a level of desperation for both teams in this game, and it was the Cardinals that came away fulfilling that desperation. Nothing more, nothing less. Like we talked about this week, it's something to build on, but it's up to them to build on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah they saved their season, but only temporarily. That's my big takeaway. <laughs> Absolutely, a, a stopgap. Yeah. All right, Toria is a complete mess. Writes in. While the Cardinals won, she puts in quotation marks, we still aren't winning. But dang it, it was nice that we weren't the ones getting picked off. Jason Schaff says, I think Kyler Murray still feels like he has to carry this team for them to win, which leads to him trying too hard to make a play or throw a pass that ends up going errant. It also leads to the spats with Cliff Kingsbury due to pressure, poor clock management, and lack of confidence in the offense. What do you think about his assertion? that Kyler feels like he's got to carry the entire team. Do you think that's true? Maybe prior to this week. Um, I think he probably felt that in Seattle, and I think we saw the result of that. But getting DeAndre Hopkins back, a guy that's so important that everybody acknowledges his importance, I don't yeah. I don't think Kyler necessarily feel, felt that last night. And he, he played, for the most part, a pretty relaxed game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what he said. All right. Kenny Salinas, Kenny's biggest takeaway was that if the defense did not score two touchdowns, the Cardinals would not have won the game. That is true. It is true. And he's he's catching stuff for it, for pointing that out. People don't want him to harsh the vibe, but it is factually correct. Dante says, collect the win, use the mini buy to rest up and reset the offensive system. Let's get back on track. Underdog says DeAndre Hopkins made a big difference and Eno Benjamin is becoming a badass. I think he's just yeah. stepping into his badass form. He already was a badass. Yeah, I love the passion he ran yes. with. J- uh, James Conner always runs with toughness, but the passion that Eno had was something last night. Yeah. 
Eno's always he's always fighting for extra yards. Yeah. And you see a lot of guys become turnover prone when that happens. He's not turnover prone either. No, that's a great call. All right, let's move on to our next question. Uh, the Cardinals put an end to two streaks last night. Their home losing streak dating back to October 24th of last year. And then they finally broke the 40-point plane for the first time under Cliff Kingsbury. So what was more significant to you, that they finally got a home win or that they broke that 40-point plane? Getting the home win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it, the home win. I think it was really the 40-point thing wasn't weighing on anybody internally. The home win, the home or lack of home wins was definitely weighing and it was talked about every week. And it was weighing on the fans too. And and Vic, you were there. You you said you mm-hmm. felt that vibe and kind yeah. of that, that relief in the building. I'm happy for the fans. I got to see a win for the first time in a long time yeah. too. Yeah. Let's see. 87% of our voters found it more significant that the Cardinals finally got a win at home. Josh Game Show says, it is alarming that in a very offense-friendly league with a quote-unquote offensive guru, this is the first time that the Cardinals have scored over 40. Yes. But again, as we've already pointed out, 14 of those points came from the defense, so it still doesn't show that we solved our offensive problems. Shut up, Jared. Shut up, Jared. Kyler's study buddy says there would have been a full-on mutiny if they had lost this game at home. They needed a win no matter how many points. And then Stavo says the offense didn't score 40. Remember that 100 emoji. I'm so glad you said that. I, I tweeted out last night the exact words... Well, close to the exact words. This is the first time the Cardinals have scored 40 points since Cliff Kingsbury has been the head coach. That is true. And I got people saying, they didn't They didn't do that. The defense scored. I said, the Cardinals. They're still part of the Cardinals. Yes. But there's yes. so many people that even on a positive one, and, and I've been accused of it in the past too, but they just want to pile everything on Cliff Kingsbury. They scored 40 points as a team. They did. When you read the PF column in the standings, points four, it's... All the points that everybody scores on the team. Technically, Cliff is the head coach, so he should get credit for the defense and the the offense. Yeah, right. That is fair. All right. Greatest album, shut up, Jarrett, of all time. Greatest album of all time. We were talking about the Taylor Swift teaser that played during the Cardinals game last night. You want to know what's the greatest? It's such a subject, subjective, of personal course. question. Mm-hmm. Of course. I'm not qualified as, as a music critic. I can only give my favorites. Um, we'll take it. Probably Pac-Man Fever by Buckner and Garcia. Oh. <laughs> what? What's your second favorite? Okay. <laughs> Dan Bickley, I feel like you... Uh, this, this question is yeah, tailor-made listen, for you. Um, yes. I, the, the latest entry, this is going to be very, very uh, recent and recency biased, but Greta Van Fleet's The Battle at Gardens Gate, it, it, it is... You're in, back in. It's incredible. Yes, I I think I told you about that. The, the album blew my mind. Shut up, Jared. Until Shut they up, have Jared. another weird no. live television performance. But, yeah, there could be that. <laughs> there could be that. Some people are concert bands. Some people are studio bands. That yes. is true. They might be a studio That band. is true. I mean, Back in Black is hard to tell. Appetite for Destruction is hard to top. There's there's any of the Led Zeppelin one through four is hard to top. What am I missing for great albums? Shut up, Jared. Purple Rain. Jared Carlin's collection of yeah. <laughs> parodies. Core of Cardinal songs by Stone Temple Pilots. Core, yeah, that was good. I'm trying to stay from. 
you know, the, the, the bands that I that nobody else cares about that I mention all the time. Wonderful. Yeah. Saturday Night Fever. Oh. Okay, Jared's back there. What are you dancing to? There's no music. Just the music in his head. <laughs> music in his head. He's just dancing. Mr. Arizona wrote in, it's gotta be, or probably has to be, Abbey Road by the Beatles. We have a submission for Thriller by Michael Jackson, Born to Run by Bruce Springsteen, uh, Hotel California by the Eagles, The Wall by Pink Floyd, Ride the Lightning by Metallica, Van Halen 1, uh, Biggie's Ready oh. to Die. Van Halen 1984. Oh, man, you're talking about a phenomenon. Oh, that's incredible. I think Appetite for Destruction by Guns N' Roses received the most yeah. replies. It's amazing how many responses we always get to questions like this. Yes. Uh, this one made me laugh. Did Guns N' Roses, Chinese oh, yeah. Democracy, get any votes? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't hey, believe listen, so. That, that album, actually, the, the, the first four songs, there's some interesting stuff in that album. On Chinese Democracy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This one... From Chris Anaya made me laugh. Greatest album of all time. Girl, You Know It's True by Millie Vanilli. I could lip sync to their music all day. That's funny. It was a big, big don't you hit. Get a, don't you have a Depeche Mode album? Or a Cure Black album? Black Celebration. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cure Disintegration. Oh, Pretty Hate Machine, Asian. Nine Inch Nails. Oh, I, I, got Opera, one, I got one. Sonic Temple by The Cult. That's a great album. Pinkerton by Weezer. I know you're a greatest. Are you still a big Weezer fan? No, I just like their first three albums. Yeah. And now you don't. I I didn't really follow them other than the occasional one song. They're not your favorite cover band is what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) Lame ass cover band. I like like their covers. Uh, Quickly mock my world update from yesterday. I won't include you. We drafted city nicknames from around the world. As in the Big Easy for New Orleans, the Saints, etc. You get the deal. Jarrett Carlin, fifty-two percent yeah, of the vote. Interesting. With one hour left in voting, Jarrett Carlin drafted Sin City, Motown, the city of brotherly love, and Bean Town. Dan Bickley, you've got twenty-nine percent of the vote. I have thirteen percent of the vote, and then, uh, for some reason, Vince's is, percentage isn't showing up. It's, yeah, I can't read it. Yeah, this is uh, this is this affirms my belief that I'm on a good roll with this g- game right now because when we got done yesterday, I said, Jerry Carlin's going to win this. Yeah, and finishing you finished a strong second in with the fourth pick, which is pretty That's good, true. too. Well, when, when somebody's drafting ahead of you that has no clue on the mother of on. all cities. <laughs> I thought that was cool. I, I just... What a great nickname. It is a great nickname. I'm not sure that... Yeah. I, I still don't, middle, I don't even remember what it is. That's a middle finger to every other Prague. city. Yes. Oh, I remember. Prague. Yes. Some of us, you know. I thought it was Budapest. <laughs> Congratulations on your big win, Jared. Made it in. Yes, congrats <laughs> on your big win. When our left in voting. champion. <laughs> uh, you can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Thank you, Sarah. Thank Thanks you. to everybody who participates in social studies. Coming up next. Oh, man. <laughs> you all right? I lost uh, my voice okay, for a second. Uh, coming up next. Coming up next. Uh, we've talked so much about the offense for the Cardinals last night. we got to focus on the defense. There was some good, but there was some concerning, too. We'll get into it next. Bickley and Murata mornings. Live from the Ak-Chin Community Studios here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Football Friday with Bickley and Murata. Presented by 72 Soul. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. 
Yeah, I wouldn't say, you know, we saved our season. Um, you know, just we're just starting to get in our groove, starting to click, um, starting to get guys off of uh, injury. Uh, good to see Tim back out there. Um, but um, our defense, we're, we're working towards the defense that we would like to be. Uh, we're not there yet. Uh, guys, ways to go. Um, the amount of points they put on us too much. Uh, we're not satisfied with that at all. Um, so we got a lot to we got a lot to be happy about, but we got even more to work to work on. So you know, it's good when you can take you know you can be happy, but knowing that you can play better. Um, you know, that's just, to me, that's just a true testament of the feeling that we have. Because I don't think we got one. So. Isaiah Simmons, who provided one of the big highlights in the yeah. win for the Cardinals last night with a tremendous one-handed catch. And then he took it to the house. Uh, two pick sixes in a 64-second span in the second quarter, along with Antonio Hamilton's interception in the end zone earlier in the first half. Those were the three big defensive plays. Other than that, I, I don't think it was a great performance by the defense. I thought the Saints moved the ball, and outside of mistakes from mm-hmm. uh, from Callaway, who should have dropped, who should have caught the the Marco Wilson pick six, and Andy Dalton making two really foolish throws. I thought, um, you know, the, the Saints kind of had their way oh, offensively. They did. Oh, and when the- you consider everybody that they were missing, that's a bit of a concern, especially the way this Cardinals defense had played before that. Yeah, and if you take away those pick sixes, and that game stays neck and neck. Alvin Kamara is a big part of what they're doing going forward. By getting the lead, they took that guy out of the game, and that was a huge, huge shift in in just sort of the way that game was was playing out. A couple things about that. I, I think the defense is really uh, overachieved, so I, I think they deserve plenty of slack for last night. I think the fact that they uh, turned a couple of turnovers into touchdowns mitigates some of the damage done to them. And I also think the, the task of playing on Thursday night football has got to be so darn difficult that that I kind of lower lower the expectations a little bit when it comes to them basically because they've been so yes. they've been so well prepared and they've been so on on task and on point this year but I do agree with you I mean and and you got to ask if if this defense if this defense is going to kind of soften up a little bit that maybe for a month they were really at a level nobody expected them to because now offenses will start to okay all right now uh-huh. we understand the Zach Allen guy is pretty good we got to account for him and, and so we'll see right, we'll see what we'll see what it all means but I do I do agree with you I think there was uh, there were some elements of concern 494 yards of offense for the Saints that is the most yards given up by a Cardinals defense since week seven of 2020. When Seattle had 572 yards in an overtime game. It's the most in a regulation game since the Rams put up 549 in week 13 of the 2019 season. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot in terms of pass rush on Andy Dalton. Um, you know, for the great play that Marco Wilson made, he got torched on the first touchdown of the game. That's something to watch because as, you know, Offensive coordinators realize that Byron Murphy is sort of becoming a star in front of her eyes. Mm-hmm. They're going to be attacking Marco Wilson more and more yeah, each game. And true. like you just said, he got exposed early on before making that huge play. Yeah, and, and, and every week you're playing against good receivers. And, and the Cardinals had done a great job of shutting down the elite receivers that they faced. And plenty of them, I mean, Cooper Cup, Lockett, Metcalf, uh, they'd done a great job on uh, DJ Moore from Carolina. They'd done a great job on those guys. Last night, Devontae Adams. Uh, Devontae Adams. Chris Olave, the rookie, uh, targeted 14 times, only seven catches, so only 50% of a hit rate there. But he had over 100 yards. He was a factor in the game. 
And every week you're going to play against those types of receivers. I mean, the next time out, you're going up against Justin Jefferson, who arguably is the best receiver in football right now. Pretty darn good. Yeah, and and they've got a great running back to 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 supplement that. Alvin Kamara and Dalvin Cook are very similar. In fact, Dalvin Cook's probably even more physical than Alvin Kamara is. Yes. So there yeah, that's going to be that's going to be a handful for this Cardinals team. And one positive though, I mean, is they made plays. And for yes. so long, you're you're just waiting for not just like a solid play, not just like, you know, keep you in the game, mm-hmm. but actual playmaking ability from these defenders. And the fact that they made big game-turning plays was, was huge. Here's, yeah. here's a weird fact. The Cardinals have not won in Minnesota since 1977, two years before Cliff Kingsbury was born. Wow. Yeah. I remember those teams. Fred Tarkenton, Ahmad Rashad, Ron Gary, Chuck Foreman, Tinglehoff. <laughs> Excuse? <laughs> Did he really? The what? Mick Tinglehoff. Uh, yes. Look him up. <laughs> no, I'm not Googling that at work. Paul Krause. Paul Krause. <laughs> Alan Page. Was that the Purple People Eaters? I or think was that... they were still there in 77. Bud Grant. Yeah. Carl Ella. Oh, Carl Eller was great. It's, it's amazing guy. how much, how you can name all the players on, on all the sports, on all the teams in like the late 70s and 80s. Yeah, shut yeah. up, Jared. <laughs> no, it's impressive. Up, I know what you, I know where you, yeah, shut up, No, no, Jared. no, no I, I, know, I, I know. That. that was not an age, Jared. You guys are old. Shut up, Jared. It was not an, I can't make old jokes anymore once I you turn 40. Why don't That's you just true. sit back You're there and chew your toenails? Oh, yeah. <laughs> The, right. the recall is impressive, though. Yes. That we it is. A, Ask me what I had for lunch yesterday. Well, that doesn't matter. Long term is different than short term. It is. It is. Yeah. My short term memory is gone. Mine is but but a whisper. It's gone. <laughs> who was the dude on the Vikings who, who ran the wrong way with that fumble? Jim Marshall. Jim Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> wrong, was he the one? They call him wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. Marshall or whatever. Yeah. Oh, no. He had a great career, and he was known for that one boneheaded play. That's a pretty, that's a pretty silly play. Yeah. Because it was like the whole field, right? The wrong way? Oh, it was, yeah, 70 yards at least that he ran I, the wrong yeah, way. Yeah, like he had to have, have a teammate come oh. and tackle him or something. Like, or no, did no, he, he score? scored. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. A safety. That's and I remember stupid. when he scored, they were playing the 49ers, mm-hmm. and a member of the 49ers actually went and after he crossed the goal line, patted him on the back. Like, hey, thanks. <laughs> We're giving you the chance to win tickets to see undefeated international superstar Jake Paul as he takes a legendary UFC champion Anderson Silva on at Desert Diamond Arena on Saturday, October 29th. Head to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com for complete details and your chance to win. Coming up next, a little break from the football. The Sports Kebab with Jared Carlin is next here on this Friday. It's Bickley and Murata mornings live from the Akchin Community Studios here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. <laughs> Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports poll question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Welcome back to Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. We are taking you to our website now, ArizonaSports.com, to look at our daily poll question. Dan Bickley, Vince Murata, what impressed you most about the Cardinals' Thursday night football win over the Saints? You have three options. DeAndre Hopkins, 2022 debut. The defense with two pick sixes. Or Eno Benjamin's performance. I got to vote A. I don't know about Vinny, but I've got to vote DeAndre Hopkins. It's just, 
to, to, to kind of lay the groundwork with that hype video yeah. and then to follow up with that performance, yeah, I've got to go there. Very imp- All three, really. Um, if I could pick apart one item of the pick sixes, I was absolutely blown away by Marco Wilson's dive. Yeah. Is it smart? Absolutely no. not. No. But when you hear his uh, uh, explanation afterwards that he used to do parkour, yeah. I wonder about people that do parkour. Parkour. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah I'll, Stay I'll, tuned. I'll, I'll go with Bick. Okay. I'll go with Bick. All right. Well, Although I don't want to, I don't want to slight Eno either because he was re- he was great. Right. The defense with two pick sixes got forty seven percent of the vote. What impressed you most in last night's win? Thirty six percent went to Eno Benjamin and his performance. Only seventeen percent voted for DeAndre Hopkins. Ah, they expected that. Indeed. Yeah. There you go. Thanks, Sarah. Today's Thank Sanderson Ford poll question: You could vote right now on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. Are you joking? 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 It's sports news skewered. The sports kebab. All right. Football in the rear view on a Friday. I got two games Smooth behind me here. sailing. Yes. Make it happen. Make us laugh, Jared. Okay, I hope so, but... You know, I'm doing this, and I uh, didn't even know if I would do it today. To be honest, guys, that I'm a viral sensation. Oh. Not just viral, like I was previously, but if you haven't seen it, I was in the... I was in a This Is Arizona Sports video. You could see it on our Twitter, on YouTube. And, uh, you know, I was pretty much the star of it. But I, it wasn't just me. The video also featured the great talk show host, Vince Murata, the amazing writer, Danny Shapiro, the brilliant reporter, Kevin Zimmerman, and Luke Lipinski. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say this, guys. Good gravy that I look awful in this video. How uh, awful uh, did you look? Usually I'm the picture of beauty. I don't know if it was the lighting or the angle or the fact that I don't sleep that much anymore. But my, Jarek Harlan, have you seen this guy, Jarek Harlan? I don't know. What does he look like? What does he look like? In this video, I I looked like my face was made of Milton Silly Putty. Oh, gosh. I looked like a potato that someone left in a hot garage. I looked like my face was made of spreadable cheese. Oh, we got a snort. We got a snort. If you go to our Twitter right now and look at this video, because I look like if Elliot Gould had botulism. I mean, what was going? My neck, my neck was all lumpy and fat. I mean, there hasn't been a roll that prominent in Arizona since Antrell. Oh, Antrell roll. My hair was wild, and my face was. I look like if Willy Wonka fell into the gears of one of his candy machines. <laughs> but it was a fun video to make, and check it out. So there's more to come. And I shouldn't be so hard on myself, because this is the best time of year, right? All four sports going on. Uh, the weather's getting nice, and the holiday season is beginning. We are 10 days away from Halloween, followed by three weeks later, Thanksgiving. And amazingly, it's only mid-October. I've already seen Christmas stuff in the stores. I have too. Right? You guys have you seen Christmas stuff in the stores? Yeah. I saw trees. I saw lights. Hell, I even saw an animatronic Santa Claus who shook his belly and said, Luca, Luca, Luca. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, the season kicked off this week with a thrilling comeback win versus Luka Doncic and Luka Doncic, whatever his name is, Luka and the Mavs. Doncic. Doncic. Down 22 points, the Suns stormed back to avenge the Game 7 blowout from last year. I say avenge, but let's face it, it was a regular season win. It really didn't make up for the playoff loss. It's like when Brad Pitt cheated on Jennifer Aniston with Angelina Jolie. So Aniston then started briefly dating David Schwimmer. It's like, like, yeah, you're getting even, but are you really? And I'm just happy the Suns got the win because some of their flaws were expensive. I mean, first of all, they started off terribly, looking totally sluggish and out of sync. It was like someone sucked their energy out, their soul, sucked their life force from their bodies. I can't figure out what caused it. Adam Silver was in the building uh, to watch the the game, and uh, and he saw some uh, some some not so good things with the Suns. I mean, their backups did not look good, right? With the Suns, I mean, let's put it this way: the current Suns bench is like Tom Brady's face, frighteningly thin and full of questionable shots. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> how about Tom Brady? By the way, in the news this week for screaming at his offensive line during the game. Now, this is a risky move for Tom. Not because it might hurt team chemistry, but because he risks upsetting the teammates whose couches he's been sleeping on this season. Oh! Elsewhere in the NFL, there was a big trade as the Panthers traded star running back Christian McCaffrey to the 49ers. This is a big move at this point in the season. I mean, think about it. The 49ers still have 11 games left, which means they will have Christian McCaffrey for five games. (laughs) Can't laugh at that. And they share a division with the Cardinals who ended their home losing streak Thursday night. Now, a big reason for that was Andy Dalton, who threw three interceptions, including two pick sixes. My goodness, Dalton had more turnovers in the British government. (laughs) Timely. Very timely. Marco Wilson was one of the ones. Picked off one of the passes, did a flip into the air, into the end zone. You were talking about this. Apparently, Marco used to be a big fan of parkour. Yeah, so it was really cool to see someone do parkour and then score, which I believe is the first time that's ever happened. (laughs) I think you're right. But the big story that came from the game was Kyler's sideline screaming match with Cliff Kingsbury. I haven't seen someone flip out like that since James Corden was served the wrong eggs. (laughs) But both downplayed the incident, so I hope it's really nothing. So in conclusion, I'll say that they need to get on the same page, right? These two. Either Cliff is out of sync or Kyler is out of sync. We need a game where both K1 and K2 are great. Because so far, like a DeAndre Hopkins homemade sign, (laughs) 1K is always missing. (laughs) Well done, Jared. Thank you. Uh, Gambo had a great line on that, too. The Cardinals have been playing with a K for the last three weeks, without a K for the last three weeks, meaning a kicker. Oh. Oh, That was good. Jarrett, um... Well done. You couldn't have it, thought of that. It takes a. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was. It that takes was a big cool. man to poke fun at himself the way you just did. And I well, will no. at some point this weekend I will think of Elliot Gould with botulism and just laugh in a yes. room by myself. Thank you, yeah. Derek. <laughs> he just called you big. I'm not one to uh, 
I'm not one to make fun of other people, so I thought maybe of I'd course. Yeah. take a yeah. shot of myself. Just, yeah. just you. Adam Silver was in town. He may have written some of that material. We don't know. <laughs> uh, that's the Sports Kebab with Jarrett Carlin every Friday at uh, at 9.30. You can follow Jarrett on Twitter. Have you seen this guy, by the way, Jarrett? This, uh, this Jarrett, have you seen this guy, Bick? Have you seen what, this Jarrett guy or yeah. this Adam Silver this guy? Jared Carlin the, guy. Uh, A melty potato. Yeah. A potato left in a hot girl. Yeah, yeah, those toes, people, people said, oh boy, no, I see you really do have a face for radio. I wish I could argue with them. Forget radio. Radioactive meltdown is what my face looks like. jeez. <laughs> my own worst critic. We will close out Dan. the week with a little crosstalk <laughs> with Wolf and Luke. That is next. It's Bickley and Murata morning. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. The home of Arizona Cardinals football. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata, Wolf and Luke, Big Red Monday, Crosstalk. Yeah, rare in-studio face-to-face crosstalk with Wolf and Luke who are up next here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader from 10 to 2. After the Cardinals beat the Saints 42-34, uh, yay! I, I didn't want to start yay! here, Wolf, you've got to say, beat the Saints! <laughs> yay! you got to say that. I had forgotten completely about that until, oh, how was, until it surfaced that? yesterday and I saw it several places. Uh, let us echo the sentiments of Cliff Kingsbury after the game, Bick, and, and wish Ron Wolfley a happy 70th birthday. Yeah, what was that all about? about? That little side That was brutal there. right there. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, Cliff, uh, pass the protective cup, please. Right? Yeah. Hey, you can make, a kick in the cradle. You can make <laughs> attempts at jokes after you win, and Bick and I, and I know you guys have talked about it all week, Look, the most important thing for the Arizona Cardinals was to find a way to win, whether it was high scoring like it was. I didn't expect that to be the case. They got the win. It's got to lift that proverbial weight off their shoulders moving forward, doesn't it? You just, I mean, if you're two and five, you're basically done. If you're three and four, it doesn't mean you're like set, but at least it's something and you finally have won a home game. And, and I know you guys have talked about this because I've heard it. At a certain point, you have to reward your fans for showing up to these games, as basic and simple as that sounds. Mm-hmm. So winning at home may not seem like a big deal to somebody who doesn't live in the Valley, but it was a big deal to actually win a game at State Farm Stadium. Yeah, yeah. One of my, I'm sorry. Well, one of my pet peeves is exactly that. It's it's the fact that what they once had in Glendale has been lost. Last night, for that team to get a standing ovation as they left the field after the first half, that must have felt great to them. You know what, Danny? I did not see that. I heard you guys talking about yeah. that, yeah. and I saw you wrote about that, but I did not actually see that. Listen, I think, I think what it does is, right now, it makes them relevant. It keeps them relevant, I should say, right? It gives you the hope that somehow, some way, you may be able to turn this season around. Two and five, you go two and five, now all of a sudden you got ten games. Guys, I mean, you know, to get to nine, you have to go and somehow win seven, eight games to possibly get into the playoffs. That is a hard, hard yeah. road right yeah. now to go. Especially and, with that they, schedule. And, and who knows, the NFC, I think, is wide open mm-hmm. right now. So because of that, I think it keeps them relevant, and that's important. Winning is a big deal, as always. The other thing that people are talking about as a potential big deal was uh, Kyler versus Cliff on the sideline. Frustration. I think frustration with everybody having to burn that many timeouts for play clock issues. We saw it come to a head last night. Everybody is talking about it. And it does get minimized because they won the football game. But how big a deal is this actually moving forward? Because it's not the first time we've seen them kind of butt heads a little bit on the sideline. No, and, and I'm trying to find the audio. I really, I really feel like there was a game last year where Cliff said 
something along the lines, and I'm paraphrasing here, where he and Kyler were almost peers. Like that's that was sort of what their relationship was, and that's to me what it looked like last night. Look, that was national television, so even if it wasn't a big deal, and I get in the in the heat of the moment, Kyler Murray's not thinking, "Hey, what are people in Virginia going to think about our team if I go yell at my coach?" But to me, it was just a reminder of Hard Knocks is going to be here in two and a half weeks, and this team's going to be really <laughs> scrutinized nationally. So if any of that stuff, they may want to clean up if, if if they feel like it's an issue. Wolf, your perspective is valuable on this. You were on a sideline for a long time. You've you've been in those in, in those scenarios. How big a deal was it to you? Listen, um, I kind of laugh every time we talk about this because I have yelled at a coach. I have yelled at more than one coach. As a matter of fact, I have been jaw to jaw with not only my position coach but also with head coaches. But I did it respectfully. And and see, this is the difference. Kyler's got to learn how to do this. He mm-hmm. does. He's still he's still a a guy that is developing. He's still a guy that is not a finished product. He's he's still got some maturing to do. For me, he's just got to learn how to express that that rage. You know what? Honestly, for a quarterback, I don't mind showing a little rage, a little something, something coming out of the side yeah, of your same. neck. Tom Brady is legendary for it for the most yes. part, okay? And all Always has been. This is a guy that's going to go onto the sideline and let you have it. There is there is yelling in the game of football, and that is okay to yell. Yet you got to do it in a respectful kind of way, and that's something Kyler's got to learn. Bigger issue though is the reason for that dust up, whatever you want to call it, continues. Is play clock management has been horrific yes. this year. Where does the blame lie? On everybody? I mean, I think everybody's got to take it a little bit, right? I mean, typically the head coach has to take more of it if he's calling the plays in this case. You're right. I mean, this is week seven, and it keeps happening. And that is what Kyler Murray keeps talking about each week when he says we're shooting ourselves in the foot and we're getting in our own way. It's the pre-snap penalties, and that's above anything else, I would say. I'd love to see a little separation. I would. Yeah. This is just me. If I'm yeah, Cliff I'm Kingsbury, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just step back temporarily. Step back from the situation. Let somebody else call place. That's and where I'll I'm, be that's the head exactly coach. where I'm at. Just a little separation and then we'll see. Maybe you can fix it. Maybe you jump back in hmm. the seat, but give it time. Because you can do it now in a victory. It doesn't look like desperation. Yes. It and, looks like a solution. And over the course of a mini-buy yes. as well. Hmm. Spencer Whipple, there you go. Is there I any, like it. Anything coming on the future, you think, Wolf? I, I have no idea yeah. if, any, if that's going to happen once again. It's just what I believe. And again, it's not giving it up permanently. It's yeah. just stepping back and yeah. gaining some perspective. Gotcha. I think it'd be good. Yeah. Have a great show, guys. So we'll be listening to Wolf and Luke are up next. Thanks to Max Starks, Sean Aguano for joining us. Have a great and safe weekend. We'll be back on Monday morning. But as we do on Fridays, we leave you with a little taste of the goofiness of the week that was. Why does he call it the red area, not the red zone? He probably has an endorsement deal from okay. a company called Red Area. Fair enough. <laughs> Some kind of ointment cream. That, uh, yeah. Bickley and Murata mornings, let's ride. At some point in time, you're going to want people to take you seriously. I've made it 40 years. <laughs> what boy? <laughs> yeah, I start now, right. Jared. Cam Johnson. Cam Thomas. Cam Jordan. Cam Turner. Bailey Zappi. Bailey. Bailey. 
Sappy? Look, I'm eloquent. I'm not a spell it. Boy, boy, Jared, that's not a good look, is it? <laughs> Meanwhile, in Houston, Play Hobby of Home. 1985, brothers don't shake hands. Brothers got a hug. By the hey, way. Sam. <laughs> well, no more than $18 million in Four and 72, and that's it. For only $5 a day. The cost of a cup of coffee. <laughs> what did he do? Rush hour reboot. I feel same. I same feel same. same. Oh, you didn't take any shots at me today. I think it feels pretty good. I'm good. How, how do I sound? <laughs> Where's the guru? Who's your padre? La who? Who's there? Oh, I am not sure how this is going to go. Hootie hoo! I'm still waiting for you to put on pants. You can put on. put on some pants for goodness okay. sake. Okay, you make put that sound like a mirror. Put your pants on, Jared. Put I know. Your pants on, Jared. Be encumbered by pants, yes. Jared. Get encumbered, Jared. Shut up, Jared. Shut up, Tootsie. Shut up, Tootsie. 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 That's one of Tootsie. What happened to you? Drastic zag. Gizzle right. and the lizzle whizzle. I want to live in your world. <laughs> I trust Bickley knows how to take a shower. Do that prostate exam, brother. <laughs> Don't trust your feelings, Murata. <laughs> goodness sakes, you can't start by watching. You have to lather. Come oh, on, sauce. You don't know where that cheese has been. No more bread, no more cheese. The NFL sucks. Luca still a gardening tool. Not it's a, a shovel, he's a hoe. <laughs> Not a rake, he's a hoe. Not a glove, <laughs> he's a hoe. Can't wait to put Jarrett Carlin's shoe scout on my resume. Are there bubbling chemistry issues between Sarah Gazelle and Jarrett Carlin? <laughs> 